Boy Modeling School. Hello and welcome to Fan Boy Modeling School. I am your host, The Fat Mantis, and I'm here with my fellow host, Steve, your Uncle Curmudgeon. How are you today, Curmudgeon? You know what? I'm, the curmudgeon is good, man. I always start my day off with people texting me affirmations about how good their day is going to go, and I'm like, hey, let's really think about that. <laughs> could your day actually be good based off of who you are? And then my day is so much better after that. <laughs> Oh, there we go. There we go. Um, and I think I know what you're talking about. I both receive and send out such affirmations. Um, even if it's nonsense, I fake it till you make it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You gotta, you like I'll wake up and have the back pains that, that show that I'm getting old. And I'll be like, oh! And I'll look at Discord and I'll be like, good morning, you beautiful sons of bitches. How are you? <laughs> Little do they know that I'm like, you know, I'm trying to pass a kidney stone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, honestly the fake it till you make it thing is amazing because it's amazing what becomes a part of our zeitgeist in america who came up with that fake it till you make it they're literally I, say deny it or pretend until yeah you so here, here's what it is i think it was southern pro um protestants <laughs> and so um uh, the other day uh, me and a friend were talking about uh the south and he said well, uh, you got to hand it to the South because they even developed a nice way of telling you to go fuck yourself. And I yeah, said, yeah, what? Yeah. God bless your soul. Yeah, it's like, bless your soul. <laughs> and the way he said it to me, I was like, oh, my God, he just told me to go fuck myself. But he's smiling at me. <laughs> and, that's, and it took me a while. I guess I never acknowledged that it was such a harsh statement. But that is exactly what that statement means, isn't it? Yeah, no, 100%. When also someone smiles at you super hard and like, well, bless your soul. <laughs> you stupid idiot. <laughs> uh, also, the black community has come up with that, uh, a version of that, which is, you may be familiar with this. Uh, I'll say it first, and then I'll tell you what it means. I hear you. Which usually uh, means. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's good I hear you. Yeah. That there, it means they're resisting telling you to go F yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm struggling not to say it, so I hear you. Or I hear and, you. And, oh. Or I hear you talking, which is the escalated right. version of that, yeah. which is like, you're full of shit. <laughs> when you're sitting you're ready to I hear you. <laughs> We're like, here it goes. We're going down the rabbit hole, folks. How are you doing today, Mantis? Um, I'm doing, I'm doing real good. I'm doing real good. Um, busy. I've been busy. Like I say all the time, busy, but it's better busy than homeless. not busy. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Exactly. So there's that. So yeah, I've been meaning to ask you this. Obviously you can answer the question off air if you'd like, but, uh, are you working again? Are you in the, the, the labor force again? So I'm doing freelance now. Okay. I'm doing freelance. Oh, okay. Um, um, so here's the thing. <laughs> I was able to save a bunch of money during the current situation. Fucking communist. So I am I am freelancing, but I don't have to freelance, thank God. Right. As much as, you know, I don't have to hustle. Like Before the pandemic, I was hustling, hustling to pay bills. Right, 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 right. right. And the pandemic allowed me to, like, mellow out and, and things like that. The checks from the government, I'm not going to lie, they certainly helped. Um, also, I stopped doing things like going to bars socializing going to the city so much that saved me a bunch of money as well yeah i mean it's you know what eating out eating out eating out like when you go when you're working a day job and you're eating out during lunch that's what's sucking all our money 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're, or you're, when you're spending your money at the company you work for, right? You know. Ooh, so yeah. Which is why I don't spend any money at my company. <laughs> like they're like, you know, you get fifty percent off. I'm like, yeah. That's why I gotta stop buying spoons and giving them to people. No, keep buying spoons, and that takes us right <laughs> to our promotion part. So, exactly. if you didn't know, you can catch the Fat Mantis every Thursday night on his officially sponsored Spoon Original show called Rogue Planet, your source for interviews, fandom, and nerd culture. Also, he has a channel called Mantis, the Fat Mantis, which is his primary streaming channel, which is a lot of fun as well. Make sure you check him out Monday through Sunday if you're lucky. He will stream daily on Fat Mantis. As well as you can find the curmudgeon every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern on a little interview show called Conversations That Matter. Or every weekday night at 10.30, also on Spoon, on a little thing called Request Box Live. And that's actually a very different stream than you're going to get here. That's that's music that's hanging out. They're very chill areas. It's more of a DJ environment. Um, going back to his musical routes, but it is a very good stream, very good time to be in it. You need to check that stuff out, guys. And combined, we do make the fanboy modeling school, but individually, make sure you hashtag at Spoon, reelect Fat Mantis, and Hold Up TV for choice. And that's a good way. <laughs> that's a good way to support this podcast, right? So as long as Absolutely. we're able to do our fanboy modeling school monetarily, it makes it very easy for us to do. This podcast, because right. we as don't long make, as we're choice streamers, <laughs> yeah, we, don't, we don't make any money from this podcast. This is an endeavor in love, right? <laughs> so that's not to say we don't want to make any money. We're not communists. We want to make money off everything we do. And now you're just pay. begging them. <laughs> please go to my Patreon, please. <laughs> but now that that's out of the way, go for it, guys. We got a great episode in store for you. We're going to talk about the latest rendition of Comic Con, which is only about a week and a half away. Something has changed primarily with Comic Con, and it might change Comic Con or destroy Comic Con for all future generations. We're going to get into exactly what that is. Also, we're going to be talking about what if, where is the what if universe going to? Plus, a review of Party Boy Thor. What if Thor was an only child? Um, we've got a lot of things to say about that episode, which will then also bleed us into, of course, the conversation of what's going on with Marvel and the families of former creators. Oof. And that's 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 a crazy story. So let's kick it off. Uh, you know, Comic Con celebrated situation. Obviously, we have San Diego Comic Con. We have New York. Those are the two big vestiges, the temples, right. if you will, of the Comic Con so- community. I'm such a, you know, I'm such a dork on Comic-Con that I believe that a Comic-Con, no matter how small, is valid. I don't care if it's like Southern Kentucky Comic-Con. Just the fact right. that these kids have an opportunity to go chill with other nerds and be in the environment, even if there's only like one or two creators show up, that's awesome. Yeah, and it's actually, here's another thing. I've never been to a Comic-Con. I've been to peripheral events. Obviously, I went to the uh, Black Out uh Ooh, almost said that wrong and I could have sounded very racist the black artist alley which is the event that usually happens after comic con where you just have right. a bunch of African American or Caribbean American black people and they have their event and they have their side hustle outside of comic con amazing and that's the stuff you get from comic con peripheral events that are really awesome it really is a community situation but something as Mantis alluded to is drastically changing Mantis tell us what's wrong <laughs> So, as we all know, we live in the age of the plague, right? A plague plague has hit the world. Will someone argue 
a non-plague, but we're not going to get into that. Um, but anyway, some, an event has happened that caused, has changed the world. And because of this pandemic, there's all these different rules. Well, the first thing is you couldn't buy your tickets unless you could prove that you were vaccinated. Now, I thought they were going to literally ask me for my identification, which, you know, I'm just going to say the fat mantis is vaccinated. However, they just make you click a box. Yeah. Like, are you vaccinated? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. so that's, that's not the end of the world. However, two weeks two weeks before comic-con and let me tell you that's after the deadline to get a refund they happened to spill the beans and this was a rumor i just didn't believe this rumor and that's why i bought tickets spent so much money on tickets four-day passes that marvel comics dc image comics vertigo dark horse boom studios and valiant and a bunch of others like um arctic press and stuff will not be attending Comic-Con in the name of protecting their employees from COVID. Boo. <laughs> so my so these are the comic book companies. Right, right, right. So the question is, how do you have a Comic-Con without comic book companies? So wait, that's a good distinction to make right there. So it's just the publications that won't be showing up? Yes. However... No, I mean, like, obviously, I think Marvel's not going to send anyone. If they're not going to send the publication, I doubt they'll send the movie, guys. Um, Okay, let's forget that part for a second. Yes, when you put it like that, how can you have Comic-Con without comics, you know, or comic illustrators and all that stuff? But in the immortal words of Bane, and uh, or the guy pretending to be Bane, which was very acted acted out extremely well. I wouldn't know what his words were. I couldn't understand him. <laughs> in Nolan's movie. <laughs> <laughs> we give the Comic-Con back to the people. <laughs> so now Comic-Con is essentially, if you're an independent artist, this is your year. So that's the positive, right? This is your year. You need to show up. You need to... Do whatever maybe that's what I should do. <laughs> maybe because there'll be so many empty spots, I'll just create my own booth. Yeah. What are they going to do? Find out? <laughs> it would require security, which we know they don't have. Kevin Feige is going to show up in like a beard and mustache mask and set your booth on fire. This booth isn't officially a sponsored. No, it, this sucks, right? There's no way around it, bro. Uh, I've never been. I've always wanted to go. Now, in between now you and i've had debates about this before and you know we, we, we don't need to dredge up to pass i personally assume that san diego if it follows suit it wouldn't be as big a deal as long as they show up with the things that people go to san diego comic-con for right right and so i would argue here's what i'm saying san diego is the more impressive wild thing but i would i would say that's because because it's closer to hollywood right. that's where a lot of hollywood you know, different studios and different production companies show up. Right. So as long as, as they still show up. New York. Yeah, as long as they still show up, it's good. Now, I would consider the New York Comic-Con, Jacob Javits Comic-Con, all of low, uh, mid-Manhattan Comic-Con, business increased 50-fold Comic-Con. This is really important and a devastating blow to a city that desperately needs for people to show up. Yes, we need to re we need to restart the economy. We need to get it all going. I'm tired of seeing things closed down. I'm tired of you yeah, know yeah, yeah. Uh, you know living as a New Yorker. I'm sick of this whole thing with the restaurants where you have to prove you have to have your vaccination card to get a seat. Yeah, in a restaurant, everything's socially distant already. I un 
I understand. We I mean, understand. We yeah, understand. Yeah. Being frustrated by a situation doesn't mean that Mantis and the curmudgeon won't comply. But I'm allowed right, to be pissed. Right, right, I'm allowed right. to be pissed, I, right? I don't want you guys to think that I'm a guy who goes into a CVS without a mask, and if they ask me to put it on, I'm the guy who's cussing and screaming and I'm getting recorded and put on YouTube. That's exactly. not who I am. I, I will wear a mask in a store. I don't mind that. Yeah. I'm just saying I'm I'm over this thing, and I want us to move on, and I want to kind of be back on. I want my normal Comic-Con. I want to have fun. I want to get down. I want you to come with me to get down. Right. Now, let me, ask, let me ask you a question in regards to... So they're not showing up. So that means neither the other big two are showing up either, right? right. So we don't have right. DC. We don't have Image. Uh, I'm right. sorry. No disrespect to Dark Horse. Do you know if Dark Horse is showing up? No, Dark Horse has, has confirmed not showing up. So Dark Horse, Vertigo. I mean, Vertigo works. You know, they're a sub company. They're technically a sub company of DC, so that makes sense. Yeah. But Dark Horse isn't showing up. Um, Valiant isn't showing up. Um, so these are all the you know the big guys. These are the, like the big guys who are left out there. You know, Boom Studios. So you um, know what this is, bro? Right? This is the comic company, comic industry taking a clear stance. So that means there was some discrepancy behind closed doors, like Comic Con. The entity who is it run by? Who who actually? Right, who and I have a feeling it's like a Firefest guy. It's like some pretty boy who probably is already rich. His parents right, are probably right, rich, right. and he's like, I'm I'm gonna promote things. I'm gonna I'm gonna. T- you see this little thing called Comic Con? I'm gonna make it big. Right, and right, he's right. the one who's hustling and all these things. Actually, right now I'm holding my Comic Con badges. I got my four badges. Now for the last like. I don't know. As long as the show's been on the air, Walking Dead has been the cover of the things, the badges. There's a different yeah. character from Walking Dead from that's the current season on it, and the, Walking Dead won't even sponsor it. So they got um, who are these guys? The Curse of the Green Doom. I don't know who that is. A uh, Source Point Press, an independent comic company. Oh wow! You know, almost more power to comic uh, independent comic book companies, but they they have all these characters, and I don't know who these characters are, and I don't know who this thing is. Maybe this will make me buy their comics. I don't know. Right. Um. But what I'm saying is a ma- major, you know, Walking Dead's big, yeah. so a major one won't even put their face their their brand on the badge. That's a bad sign. No, it's a really really bad sign. But you know, let's. We'd be, I would be inconsistent in my argumentation if I didn't acknowledge that this is a good opportunity for independent industry, independent right. comic book industry. Now, I mean, you you would know better than I the lay the lay of the land, the landscape. How long are the big guys usually at their booths? Let's start there. Okay, so I'll, I'll say this. I will honestly say this. Um, Marvel is always well staffed with people. Okay, they're not gonna. They're not going to be comic knowledgeable, but they're people to maintain games and shenanigans. They're okay. like clowns. They're paid clowns. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, you, know, you know what I'm saying? And like one of their biggest events right there is they have that video game contest of champions. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. they have it on a mega super screen, and they you you can actually go up and fight people, but everyone's watching, like a massive crowd. People are booing and cheering you as you're playing. Right. And there's announcers with mics being like, oh, snap, you just got sunned up. That kind of shenanigans goes on. Um, they are usually like that. DC, you'll go over to the stuff. DC usually has these glass cases and they set up different costumes from the movies. Right. From, they'll have like, here's Batman's costume. Here's Robin's. Here's Nightwing's from from Titans or whatever. They'll have all their costumes up there. Or, here, you know, here's um, Aquaman. Once they had Aquaman, they had a black Manta. And there's no one there. Right. There's only there during certain hours, but you'll go and you'll be like, is anyone from DC here? And they're not. They're just props, like a museum. That's, that's corny. 
you know, I, yeah, that's why yeah, I don't yeah. go to the wax museum because that's pointless. Right? <laughs> exactly. And trust me, it is cool to get a photo. I'm like, I'm right next to Aquaman's outfit, yo, from the movie. <laughs> but I mean, that's only so much that that thrill can get you. So you know what's interesting? Uh, just a little side note here. Do you remember the movie Chasing Amy? Oh, of course. That's a classic. So what was the event they were at in Chasing Amy in the beginning? Was so that they Comic-Con? were at a small, they were at Comic-Con, but it was like one of, small, one of the small town Comic-Cons. Yeah. So, and here's yeah. the thing. I think what I would like to see, since we're going to have, you're going to have to suffer through this. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to take one of the baby, baby holdups this year because it's too dangerous. Um, right. But for the independent artists, I think this is an opportunity. I, now, I, what I'm saying is, and I, I believe, I know Mantis is saying this. You paid for it. Show up, right? Wear your mask. Right. Go enjoy yourself. But if you are independent, you better seize this moment right now, right? Because if you flip it, what it literally means is Michael Jordan and Larry Bird and Magic Johnson didn't show up to the game. So this is a good time for <laughs> right. you as a bench player to come off and show people yeah, that's what so you're true. about. You know, it that's is. So true. And, and I, I don't mean to make it look like I'm on, like on a, a soapbox. You're not. Preaching or anything. But and no, check check this out. I obviously go to Comic-Con, and every year I get a stack of comics. There's a lot of things they'll have, like, buy five graphic novels, get 20% off, or something like that. So I'll always come back with mainstream comics, but I often, I always make sure to get a huge stack of graphic novels from the little guys. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a bunch of them just to see what they're doing, what's new, what's going on, particularly in horror. Independent horror comics are, they're harder to get wrong, because there's, like, a lot of, like, Guys who are addicted to horror, who know their horror, who are writing and, and can't get jobs in the mainstream, so they, right. they start throwing comic or whatever. Um, there's a, there's a lot of great stuff. You know, there's so much great stuff happening in indie comics. Yeah, and if you're if you're a collector too, if you are someone that likes artwork, right, and you just maybe you just enjoy a good graphic design, you want to see some great illustrations, maybe some pre-finalized inked work, which is my favorite. I love to see work before it's colored and just the ink and the oh, black yeah. and white. This is a great way to go do that. Go support local artists. Don't let the cocksucker. Yeah, I can say that. Don't let the cocksucker <laughs> <laughs> who fucking ruined this, whether they be from the mainstream comic companies or the people who are running this, change the fact that Comic-Con is essentially a gathering of people. So here are things that are still going to happen in Mantis. I'll take it spot by spot. You tell me there's still going to be women dressed up in comic outfits. Yes. <laughs> There's still going to be yep. guys chasing those women dressed up in comic outfits. There will be one of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There'll still be an opportunity to go to the city and go to one of the greatest, greatest civic centers you're ever going to go to. If you've never been to Jacob Javits before, it's a it's a modern, just modern marvel. Oh, it's amazing. It's the, beautiful. The, since the renovations, it's all amazing. And then also... There's always a good hangout afterwards. So if you do things like meetups and stuff like that, still the opportunity to do that. Now that we've said everything positive that there is to say, and no one can say the curmudgeon didn't say positive things, I'm going to switch it here for a second. Fuck Marvel, fuck DC, fuck Image, <laughs> fuck Valiant, fuck Dark Horse, right? I want you to keep your com- I want you to keep all your employees safe. This is how you get a full balanced opinion from the curmudgeon. Obviously, your safety means a lot. Fuck you, though, for not telling the consumers this shit before motherfuckers bought their tickets, right? Right. Right. They should have given us a warning if they really care about their fans. So you care right? about your fans, but you don't care about my wallet? Right. <laughs> so, you're going to let me you're going to let me get hustled by some jerk off down the street. <laughs> Wait, so you want me to keep my subscription to Marvel Unlimited this month, but you right. don't want me to fuck it. <laughs> oh, we should talk about that. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Cuz you know they just had a relaunch of it. 
Yes, they did. Where, yes. Where they, yeah, and they just dropped a bunch of other stuff. And so it's it's actually, this is fascinating. It's is it right if we talk about comics right now? Yeah, yeah, go for it. So here's what it is. Actually, this is one of the few instances, in my opinion, that DC won. Oh, go ahead. So what it is, is within the same week, within a week of each other, both Marvel and DC attempted to reach out in different ways to... um to the digital comic reading fan right and so they're obviously they're always going blow for blow obviously marvel tends to win i am proud of dc for winning this one you gotta be you gotta be and so what they did is you i'm an avid reader of webtoons i don't know you like webtoons yeah I don't. Really, I, I appreciate webtoons. I've been there before. Yeah. Right. There, yeah. There are some. There are some comics I just love. They're super. And so, um, what they did is they um, DC created anime versions of some of their most popular characters, particularly the Bat Family, but they do a oh, couple others like Super and stuff. It's a great idea. And they put they put them for free on webtoons, and they're like, check this out. And basically, they have little links to be like, if you want to check this out, more adventures of them. You know, come come to you know online online DC stuff. Yeah. And so that was great, and people were responding great to it. And it's it, they're trying to get the anime kids, oh. right, into into it, right? Yeah, go for it. So so Marvel was like, you know, obviously they planned this a long time ago because they Marvel finally made comics that are specifically meant for anime, the digital thing for your phone. So yeah. I don't know if a lot of people know this, but Marvel Unlimited they digitize, they scan their comics and they put them in there, but it's a totally different format. Yeah. And you know, could, a page be, of a comic. It could be annoying. The scroll uh, feature in Marvel Unlimited. Yeah, don't get yeah. me started, but go ahead. Super annoying. So finally, they decided to try to mimic webtoons, and they they started to put out comics that are solely for yeah. the digital space. And they do what web so webtoons, which is smart. They do a thing that plays on the fact that our phones are long or tall, should yeah. I say, and that you keep like the panels are going like this downward, and you just keep scrolling, and it's like one endless thing and so marvel finally did that and so they actually started taking advantage of it and like the art and stuff like for instance they start a comic off where wolverine this is x-men unlimited wolverine jumps out of a plane and he's trying to get into a base that's in a helicarrier and he's falling and they just have an image of him falling and the camera's like zooming in on him as he continues to fall and he's thinking as as he's falling so the character you know the reader has to keep scrolling and read it it's like it's pretty cool uh, that's pretty dope yeah i like really clever um, so I they did they're both putting in work to try to get to like the digital reader. Yeah. However, I would say that making anime versions of your characters and putting them free on webtoons is pretty pretty clever. Yeah, it's pretty smart. The, and yeah. it, and shout out to DC, they won that round. Uh, I can't believe that I did not suggest this as a topic. So I just want to make sure that we don't have anything else to say about Comic Con before I say this. Do you have anything else to say about Comic Con and the uh, behaviors uh, of of Marvel and DC? I'm, obviously, I'm like fuck them. We'll see what it is. Maybe I can salvage Comic Con. I'm always like I always try to be positive. I always I'm going to go and try to have the best time that I have. And of course, on this podcast, we're going to talk about it when I'm done. All right. So right? make sure you yeah, check out Giant Mantis comics as well. So. Just, just check it out. Google it. It's a quick Google search. So uh, we got to talk about Star Wars Visions. Oh, yes. How did we not even talk about Oh, man. we were, our, our, head is in the, <laughs> our head is in the poo-poo platter today. Um, so you've seen it. I watched all of it with Mathis, uh, your nephew, uh, the middle right. one. We sat down and we watched it together. He's my watch buddy. Oh, yes, he is. I should not have said his name out loud. Fuck it. But I watched it with my son and... Uh, Man, I was, I, I, I'm sorry, I was blown away. 
It was a good watch. I had a good time. Uh, I, I was I was blown away. Um, I only got through half of it, and that's not because I wasn't having fun. It's time consuming. I'm gonna f- finish it up. Um, but from the episodes I've seen, I utter- absolutely love. Yeah. Um, it's obvious that they're not necessarily canon. I think a lot of people are wondering if they're canon. There's something they couldn't possibly be canon. No, no, no. no, no. Um, they're just different fun stories. Um, but they uh, there's only one that I can set so far say that I definitively didn't like, but the rest I all love. Which one is that? I'd be interested in. That. I didn't like the Tatooine uh, Rhapsody one. What about the band? Yeah, no, I, I wasn't feeling that one. That was kind of pointless. Uh, and that has so, always been my quintessential problem with anime. Come for me if you want. In that space of anime, that genre of almost utterly pointless movies exist. <laughs> And then people always recommend them to me. And then when I say I don't like them, they're like, well, you just, you're not a real fan. You obviously don't understand anime. Right. <laughs> so well, my understanding is that the main character of the story, the kid, he was a, when, as a child, he was a survivor of Order 66. Yeah. But he becomes a singer, but they do nothing with it. Yeah. They don't go back into him. He doesn't even pull out a lightsaber. He turned his lightsaber into a microphone. They don't fight. They don't do anything interesting. I just don't understand the point of that story. Well, you got Boba. Well, Boba was there, and Boba did some cool things, but I'm saying, like, I just don't get it. Because yeah, they, it they show us that he's he's a survivor and that the kid has the Force. And then he's older. You know, he's a teenager or whatever. And he's in a rock band. And Boba attacks them, and I thought he was going to break something out, and he doesn't. Yeah. He's a little push. He got punked. He got punked. Uh, Boba was like, you uh, sure you want to do this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was cool, though. That was, that was cool. Can I talk to you about oh. something for a second? Just real quick. Just real quick. Just real quick. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know you're a Boba guy, right? And I've read the comics on Boba, and I understand he supposedly beat six Jedis to death with his bare hands. <laughs> I don't trust any of that extra stuff. <laughs> like, can, can we just... Can we not pretend that a guy who lives in a world where people can literally control things midair... <laughs> Is gonna survive, right? Like he might beat one Jedi and a Padawan for sure, maybe even uh, an inexperienced knight. But he's not beating a master. Right? He's right. Not. No, no, no. I, uh, I absolutely agree. He's all about hype. He's never really done anything to to keep it real. Like even in uh, I would say in the Mandalorian, he does keep it real. He keeps. It he doesn't real. keep it like superhumanly real. You know what I mean? He doesn't. Yeah. He should have been able to kill all those battle droids if that was a, if that was the case. Yeah, he, those, well, those he, murked those, he murked those poor soldiers. Oh, yeah, yeah. So my uh, favorite, I would say my favorite episode of the entire thing was actually the first episode because that in my mind, so Lucas, it's funny how things work out in the creative medium. So come for me if you want to. Star Wars is a parody of samurai culture and Westerns, right? Yes, and it was absolutely great. And it was absolutely amazing. One could say the, a complete ripoff. Yeah, that's. I was trying to be nice. I was trying yeah, to be nice. This was like they could be samurais, but let's make them white. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the Ronin story, as you know, I'm a Ronin guy, right? This is why I love Wolverine. This is like why I love Venom. I love Metroid. I love Ronin-based characters, right? And to see the Ronin version of a Jedi, I don't want to ruin it. That was done masterfully it was done absolutely masterful and i love that reveal at the end oh that's a great reveal and so you guys think we ruined it we haven't ruined anything you, no, just got, you gotta no, see no. it it's it's you gotta be there the essence of the reveal is really about like you gotta be there and just feel what yes. a badass this dude is yes yes it's very ninja scroll very you know 
you, you'll love it. And that's when I was yeah. most in love with anime in a Japanese cinema. I enjoy a Ronin character, which is also true of their gangster films. There is a very Ronin esque character that usually exists in their gangster films where you're like, this dude is way too badass to exist in this world right so like omar from the wire or whatever yeah omar shit yeah. um obviously we don't want to give up too many spoilers i don't know how many episodes did you make it i think five or five or six right there so, were what, nine episodes so did you see the episode of the the more cartoony anime with the old guy training the young kid yes also yes. Freaking amazing. So freaking amazing. Yo, my favorite, though, my favorite is the one called Twins. Oh, that was a great one. With the brother and sister Darksiders. Yeah. That was really cool. Yes. yes and, sure. and so I remember the anime. I, I noticed, like, I, I hate to say it because, like, I'm not trying to say people play or, or whatever, but it had, like, every one of them had the anime style of an anime you already know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was, like, the anime style very much like um, Robotech or Macross, which I yeah. liked a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, so I like that, you know, he's got the hair or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or whatever, but, like, it, I love that that whole thing, and they have that battle in space. It was just, it was dope. So this, so, all right. This leads me to my point. My point is this. George Lucas was the creator right some might even mm-hmm. say argue that there were other people who had have have you know influence on him creating this content but in my opinion he didn't tell the story that great which is fine he i think he recognizes on certain levels he wasn't right. the best storyteller when it came to it revenge of the sith was amazing i do i am so happy now that you know you have the mandalorian you've had rogue uh rogue rogue one was it yeah rogue one rogue one the mandalorian um, Fallen Order, the game, which right. in my mind was really great. And this, and it lets me know that there are people who love stuff so much. Hear me, you fanboys, that they can do it justice and they do it well. Like, I watched this, and even though I know I wouldn't call it canon, I was like, man, these are great, compelling <laughs> stories, man. And so here's what I want to see, and I'm, I'm hoping that we get it um, that where this is will be one up. The Animatrix. Now, you remember the Animatrix? Oh, all right. I got so many bad things and good things to say about the Animatrix. But go, yes, right. I do remember it. So, basically, I love the Animatrix. I was all about the Animatrix. However, it just becomes this novelty that's just kind of passed. To prevent that from happening to these stories, I kind of hope that they continue all the character stories, th- like, next season. Yeah. They yeah. make another it's part two of all these characters, and they keep going. Because a lot of those stories could keep, could keep going. You read my mind. There's no need to be introduced to any new characters. Give me another season following Ronan, following Astro oh. Boy. Forget that's yes, you, he's Ast- freaking Astro Boy Jedi. <laughs> he's Astro Boy Jedi. Like they, he's Astro Boy, but he's like blue or some shit. Like, yeah, it's clear. It's clear. Did you see the bunny, the bunny rabbit one? Uh, no, but a bunny is not sounding familiar to me. Okay, that's one I really wish I could talk to you about because it's uh, <laughs> it really does follow old school anime. In I gotta fact, finish these episodes. I, I think I'm only like three episodes, two episodes, or three episodes away from finishing the whole thing. So here, here's my issue with uh, with, with this, right? So whenever there's you know good content, there's a, the temptation within myself, and I think other people follow this train thought to compare it to other stuff. So you can't compare this to stuff like you know uh, freaking Clone Wars or Right. any of that stuff right those were cohesive stories that were told these are shorts and if you're a person who enjoys uh one-offs if you enjoy short stories this is right up your alley man this is like legends level type stuff in fact i wish legends 
follow this type of pattern because if they're going to reinvent legends oh man i'm a fucking genius that's what they're doing so if they're, <laughs> they're going to reinvent <laughs> legends this would be the way to invent legends within the disney context and yes <laughs> like, I, I absolutely agree yeah you know what i was thinking i would i want more i want more of that twin story because remember the yeah. twin story didn't end yeah and another thing i would actually say even the Tattooing Rhapsody guys, the bit that rock band. Yeah, I would even be fine with more of their story because I feel like if you continue their story, we will eventually get him reasserting himself as a Jedi and doing cool stuff. Yeah, need to get to it, and they just didn't get to it in that chapter. But I would be willing to watch more if there's promise of actual shit happening. So there is one episode I don't know if you watched. I don't want to spoil it. Did you see the one where the survivors of Order Order sixty six are meeting up in a Beacon world? No. So it's either Order Six. Uh, it's either Order Sixty Six or the First Jedi Purge. Oh my God! Oh my God! I want to. I want to stop podcasting right now and finish this. <laughs> but just that, hearing that. So that's by far after Ronan. That's my second favorite episode, and I'm just, and just because it's like, oh man, this is this is good shit right here. Because it, oh, yeah. it has to deal with something that I believe about the Force, which is fictitious, by the way. I, just, I don't go to one of those cults. And I think this was my favorite part about the new trilogy. Wait, I can't lift things with my mind? You can't. You should start by I've trying. I've been paying to- a guy online $39.99 <laughs> a week to teach me how to unlock my telekinetic powers. That guy was me, and I'll send you back your money post. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. So I, I have a belief that in a new trilogy, there was something that was left untouched. And I think it's a good thing to add to Star Wars, which is that the force is sentient and it will move the way it needs to move. And I think that the force will activate in people in representation of itself. I know that, that sounds yes. like a bunch of liberal jargon, but essentially what I'm saying and, and the... Uh, in the absence of Jedi and the Sith take over, I think the Force is going to awaken more Jedi, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's going to awaken totally more light, uh, light users and stuff like that. And I think that's something that... Uh, right. In the sequels, that's what I think the Force Awakens was getting at, although they never blatantly... Yeah, I hate it that they never blatantly say anything in it. Yeah. But, or, or the sequels or whatever. But basically, that's what the Force Awakens is. The dark side was too powerful. Yeah. And so both Ray and Finn are at, were activated. They're like, you're in the game now, bitches. Yeah, you know what would have been really cool if they would have added in these shorts in uh, Star Wars uh, uh, Visions? I need more of those witches, right? I don't think the witches really oh. got represented really well in Clone well, Wars. They were kind of an afterthought, and they got purged. Like, oh, the purge happened way too early. You're right. They could have had so many. They could have had a spinoff show, to be honest, with those hoes. But just, hey, just imagine. I'm sorry. Uh, bitches (laughs) (laughs) just imagine this right imagine if they did an episode or they did a series or at least an arc where the witches address the fact that the jedi and the sith are nothing but telekinetics and they don't use the force for anything other than to lift things up and put them down and the witches they seem to have a better understanding of what the force actually right yeah yeah um uh i will I'm sorry about the dork out real hard about Star Wars. When I go too hard on Star Wars, I always feel guilty because I'm like, people have to hear me talk about this shit. Um, But there's an episode that I love where Yoda goes to the planet and he finds the five spirits, the five monks, and they each have a different different emotion. That was amazing. It was a super spiritual journey. But they say one thing so clear, and it's so cool. We think... Here's one thing I just got to point out. And it's very Christian, actually. So... 
we think of Obi-Wan and Yoda as they're like, oh, they're the they're epitome of, of Jedi Knights. They're great Jedi Knights. No, they're failures. Yeah, they're they're losers. broken losers. Yeah. They're the losers. And people are like, Yoda's the, ma- the master of masters. He's not the master yeah. of masters. And they point that out to him in that episode. Yeah. And they even say, you're not so great because you fell for the vanity of war. Yeah. And that's another thing. You'd think that he's too wise to be this. He spends his entire time in the trilogy, the original trilogy, or the prequel trilogy, leading troops to into war. That's not wisdom. No. no. He's a fool. He and but he at least admits in that episode as well. He's like, they're right. I'm I'm a fool. I, yeah. I, you know, I'm I I'm not I'm not wise. I'm not great. You know what I'm saying? I've I've gone against. No, you you taking me back, man. It's just, it's just an old adage, right? If all of the Jedi were in a room that was abyss level darkness, that means that there is no point where the light can shine anything else out because it's just the abyss. You'll see the light, but it doesn't hit a wall or anything like that, right? Yoda right. is just the one with the best flashlight, but it didn't do any better. <laughs> yeah, the dark, right. <laughs> he has the best flashlight. But not the greatest last <laughs> And I, I I think that's another reason I really enjoyed Visions too and why I enjoyed Fallen Order, man, was the fact that the storytelling in regards to the use of the force and the lack of forethought. So this is how blinded the Jedi are. And I'm people are just not gonna like what I'm gonna say right now, Mantis. But it's you know, often the most obvious answer is the correct answer. They had become so blinded that there was a Sith Lord, the epitome of evil, sitting in front of them multiple times. And you can lean on all these things about Palpatine's influence power and he had built all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. But I think that's really deep symbolism for the fact that even do-gooders can become so wrapped up. Oh, my God. And their dogmatic approach to things. Oh, yes. And where dogma becomes more important than the actual message. It's so funny. We were talking about something before we started. We, you know, you didn't see it, so we're not going to get get into it here. But it's this it's this Netflix horror show, uh, Midnight Mass, and that's exactly like that. It's about a it's about a, a man who means to do good, but he's so blinded in his ways he doesn't see the evil right freaking in front of him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so that happens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And that's, uh, uh, they're well intentioned. Yeah. Um. And, it's, and that's the reason why I like uh, Obi Wan because I think at least he kind of admits that he's a loser. Yeah. Well, oh, well Yoda straight up admits it, like when he's training Luke. You know, fail, I did. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> but it's not good enough. Like you failed so badly that the kid that you took in, who you probably should have just been nice to, beheaded a bunch of little, uh, a bunch of younglings. Which is another thing that I really enjoyed about Visions, right? I like my Sith Lords to be Sith Lords. I like my Sith underlings to be Sith underlings. My biggest critique of Star Wars has always been the humanity of Anakin. I didn't dislike it. It's just that as his descent became more obvious, he should have became more brutal, right? And you can't just show me him popping out that lightsaber with the little kids scared. I might need another scene seeing the little kid's body fall. And the only reason I need to see that scene is because that's the only way I believe that that thing living inside of that support suit, that life support suit, is evil, right? And not just a guy well, wait, who wants to fight. So they no wait hold on so no how oh, oh, oh so I don't I think he did lose his humanity when he killed that kid. He did he, lose no, he the 100%, fight. He lost. It. He lost 
lost it. And so what it is is, but his son redeems him. And so that's that's a cr- very Christian message too. No, that's a very Christian message. I'm talking about the cinematography. <laughs> I'm talking about the movie making process. Right? <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Aiden uh, Christian. Look, what, what is his name? Chris Aiden Christian. Aiden Christensen. Yeah. So great that he's back for Obi Wan. We love to see a comeback can't wait story. To see it. Can't wait. Can't. Uh, uh, not the greatest actor doesn't have a lot of range, right? And maybe not the actor they should have picked for these movies. In retrospect, physically, great. He did a great job yeah. with those lightsaber fights, man. Like you know, that you can't deny it. He oh my god, really- Revenge of the Sith. I think it was ninety percent of it was lightsaber fights, and those guys worked hard at <laughs> yeah, those things. It was absolutely amazing. He just wasn't able to deliver on. The Vader. Yeah, you know, no, I absolutely, I, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. Um, Go for it. But yo, you, you know about the whole, um, you know about the many, the many theories of Snoke, right? All of them. I know almost all my, of them. My all-time I've, I've favorite one. Most of them. <laughs> you're the one who created the memes, right? Yeah. You're, you're, you're like, and he's Darth Plagueis, and here's the connect, and you make the meme, and you put you put it on 4chan. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what Commudgeon does at night. All his family sleeping. Um, my favorite is one where it's a, a meme where it morphs that little kid's face into Snoke. And the suggestion <laughs> is that that kid survives the butchering, but he's like, that's why he becomes bitter Snoke. That's my absolute all-time favorite theory. I would we, love it. it. It could still be true because we still don't know anything about Snoke. Let's oh, no, face we do. it. We do. We do. No, we, in we do. in um, Rise, you know, Rise or whatever, whoever the fuck they're rising this week. Um, in Rise, just seeing a bunch of tanks with snow clones doesn't yeah. answer anything. Wait, what are you? What are you talking about? In in Rise of Skywalker, the Rise of Skywalker. When they when when oh, he's right, in there right, 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 right. Snokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so okay, they're cloning him. Was there ever an original one? Is there but you know, there's all these questions. And I don't trust any of the books. I'm gonna be honest. That's what's probably gonna piss off the nerds right now. Right. Because honestly, anytime there's a book or comic, no matter what they say about them, they will overturn it if they feel like it for live action. First chance they get. Um here's what's really gonna be troubling. More Star Wars news rumor report, folks. Uh, the Mandalorian might get a soft reboot. What? So this is unconfirmed. It's floating around the internet. And again, again, I, I'm, I'm saying unconfirmed. Do your own Google research. But prevailing thought is that the Mandalorian might get a soft reboot. And they might, because they did kind of paint themselves in the corner with something, right? You know, we want to know what's going on with Grogu. Right, and I do want to see what happens with Mando. So that's the rumor. Mantis is already frothing at the (laughs) mouth. This this is this is more YouTuber X nonsense. (laughs) Trying to say they can't do can't do a season with him because he's a trouble troubled actor. Even though there's all there's all these images and him getting along with the cast and crew. Um, here's the here's the thing. They do this all the time. Yo, this is in the series. Or multiple superhero movie, whether it's superhero movies or it's a show, this is the part where they take away the superhero's powers. Yeah. And then you point. say, what is he going to do without his powers? And for a short time, he doesn't have his powers or he doesn't have his identity or some, some shit. Yeah. Or he loses his millions in the case of Green Arrow. Um, and then and then it's for a short time and for a couple episodes or whatever, and then they bring it back. I wouldn't be surprised if they went all season without Grogu, but I have a feeling like they might do a time jump, but the point is, we're not gonna have Grogu. We're gonna miss Grogu. We're like, yeah, we're gonna miss where the back. fuck is Grogu? And they're gonna bring him back. 
You know, that's my thought. That's my thought. Yeah, no, I, I, you know what? That's a good representation. It is that arc in the story where, you know, Bruce, no, well, Bruce Wayne, you can't use him. He's not good. Not good. Wolverine loses his adamantium, right? Yes. Exactly. They do with that. And, and, yeah, so that's good. Um, I think the show is going to be just fine, but I think it should end after season six. And I'm going to be honest with you on why it should end. Time jump. I want to see what's going on with Mando and if he claims the throne of the Mandalorians. This is what this is what season three should be about. Yeah. And people are like, well, they're out of story. They're all Grogu. No, There's more no, than Grogu. It's, it's the most stories. interesting drama they've ever had so far has happened when he got that sword. Yeah, yeah. Now that he has that sword and she wants that sword, there's now flack between them, but also other Mandalorians will come to him. Yeah. Because he worthily took it in a fight. Um, that's and he's so much drama to, and things they can do with that. And he's going to have to deal with his cult. Remember that. You're right. You're right. His cult. He took his mask there. off. We bro. know what's the, the weaponsmith could turn out to be a villain and hate yeah. him and try to kill him because he yeah. took his mask off. There's all this stuff that they can do. And, you know, I really, I pray to God that Pedro Pascal stays on the show and he's getting along with everyone and we can just get a cut. Like, like, yeah, I pray for six seasons. Yeah. Six seasons. I pray for amazing. six seasons. If they do like three, I'm out. Disney Plus, you're canceled. No, he's not I can canceled. Bo- I can't believe I can bootleg the shit. I can no, you can't. They're, oh, they're I shouldn't fucking, have said that. Yeah, they they caught some fucker in Australia bootlegging that shit. And they getting ready to take him to court. They can take my ass to that, court, folks. That was a complete <laughs> Trumpism. I just pulled. I just made that fact up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was just you know he reads he reads the news. I figured he just, uh, um. So moving on to our next topic. Uh, and, what do we? What are we talking? Well, about? we got it's all things Marvel, particularly Marvel and Marvel Entertainment. So we've got a bunch of lawsuits to talk about, or we got the yeah. what if? What do you want to start with? Uh, let's get the lawsuits out the way because this shit is depressing. <laughs> so, um, so it looks like so basically what it looks like is, um, and we all have to realize this that if if uh, Shang Chi, which now has beat out Black Widow, continues to do as good as it does, that's helping. That's inadvertently helping ScarJo's lawsuit against them. Because Shang-Chi is theaters only. And she can now prove that she's like, see, my movie would have done similar. And it would have done better. Your movie sucks. It wouldn't have done better. Your movie does suck. It's not a comparable movie. But she can say that. And you think the court's going to be like, well, I saw it. It's really only a C plus movie at that. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't think the judge is going to say that. Um, so I don't know. If he's being objective, he will. He'll be yeah. like, "Ma'am, please stop talking." I that would be it. funny if he says it in court. Like, I saw it. It was like, yeah. <laughs> Thought your fight scenes weren't. Uh, that he's like, great. <laughs> he's like better than Ant Man two, not better than Ant Man one. Dude, I like Ant Man two. What is your beef with Ant Man two? Better than Captain Marvel. That I was just explaining to someone the other t- the other day. Marvel was willing to make four bad movies to give us what, like ten? No, what, eight good movies? Right? You know, like so you got to right. yeah, Thor, Dark World, trash. Even though in retrospect, okay. for free, pretty not that bad. Still very horrible. Iron Man three. I I could rewrite the ant-man movies to be billion dollar pieces the problem is i would need ultron back and the fact that they gave ultron to tony stark is just fucking horrible they took away ant-man's best villain yeah right? they, but, they, yeah they castrated him 100%. but one of the things they did yeah absolutely one of the things they did is ghost is too too much of a c-level villain to be the villain can i ask you a question yeah 
I've always wanted to ask you this, but I always forget. The actress that played Ghost. Oh, she I love like her. she could be one of your ex, like your next ex. I'm gonna throw <laughs> on that list. <laughs> I'm all about her. I'm all about her. Uh, and what I'm saying is, I would love her to be in the movie, but I'm saying she can't be. Ghost can't be the main character, main villain. Right. She's got to serve. She's got to be like someone's goon or some shit. Yeah, I th- I actually thought she did a good job as a villain. I like Ghost's con- uh, costume. Actually, I think it's the costume they should use in Dune. But that's a tale for another time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that chick. Um, actually, let's look her up. So here's my here's my issue with the whole uh, Shang Chi thing. Still haven't seen it yet. You know what? ScarJo's argument does this does kind of prove her argument, but uh, at the end of the day, this is all going to get settled out, right? At a certain point, she's either going to be able to prove without a shadow of a doubt that her movie shouldn't been a billion dollar movie, or Marvel's going to release information that says, "Hey, the movie wasn't a strong earner. We knew it wasn't a strong earner. We put advertising behind it. Here's fifty million. Go away." Right and uh, right. But what's crazy about all these lawsuits, bro? I didn't have a chance to substantiate this, so I'm leaning on you. Are the Russo brothers really turning down Marvel projects because of ScarJo? No, you know, that's what people are always just jumping on other things. Here's the thing, and so I gotta say it, and like people, people don't want to believe it. The Russo brothers are willing to make less money now that they've made a ton of money because they want to be artists. They want to make more movies like Cherry. And so people are saying that. that look, they're turning... Because Marvel Marvel is saying to them, we will give you twice as much as, as we gave you for Endgame. Just come back, do one or two more movies. That's all we're asking. And they're still saying no. But the real reason... I, you know, Here's the truth. I'm not in their head. I don't know what the real reason is. But the truth is, before they actually said, we're done with making superhero movies, we want to make more artsy, uh, prolific films. So I think if they're saying no now, it probably has nothing to do with ScarJo. It's just them wanting to do their thing. Yeah. And remember, they Marvel has made them filthy rich. Yeah. So they can say no to shit. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, besides- when you already have a hundred million dollars, it's easy to turn down another hundred million dollars because you're like, well, I'm set. I don't really. Yeah, especially when you're making artistic films like Cherry and the the bomb <laughs> movie they made with Chadwick Boseman. You know. Yes. Yes. All, you know, it's gonna take three more duds before they're like. Or our careers are on the line now. Well, we'll see. Well, so, yo, eventually one of their wives will want a summer house. Well, wait. <laughs> so, one of them is uh, gay, right? Oh, I didn't. I didn't know that. No, I'm I asking. Know, oh, I don't. I don't know. Okay. I know one. I, here's what I. I know that the girl who plays Hawkeye's daughter, both in Endgame, and will will be in uh, the series. You know, as his daughter. Um, is actually one of the Russo's daughters. Oh wait, no. One of them isn't gay. They played a gay guy in Endgame. Yes. Right. Right. Yes. In the, in, you're right. In the um, AA, not AA. What is it? Survivors Anonymous oh, scene or whatever. Right. It's an amazing scene. Um. So it's the, an in amazing movie. Law, it's an amazing. Movie. <laughs> uh, in regards to the lawsuits, we obviously have to talk about Disney saying no to the family of creators. And, and oh I'm surprised. my god! I haven't checked to see if this content creator. I won't make the same mistake we made last week. Uh, for we have another episode that has gone into the vault at fanboy modeling school which will stay yes. locked up so we never get exposed on the internet you'll never know the things we said on there it was pretty <laughs> intense <laughs> but uh you know so we got this right uh 
we have the lawsuit in regards to who owns the rights or should people be compensated the family members of the creators original creators of the actual illustrations and intellectual properties of marvel things like spider-man and x-men etc 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 and so the family will you explain this to me because i'm looking at it from a business acumen and i understand the argument that the families are trying to make and so you go for it because i don't want to sound like a dick. so basically here's the deal according to copyright law and all sorts of things the copyrights for a ton of marvel characters are falling back to the original creators in 2023 and so the thing is a lot of these creators this is steve disco this is stan lee this is people who have been labeled as now obviously there are people in the comments who are going to be like well stan lee didn't really create them he cheated blah 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 we're saying who is legally considered the creator whether whether they did or not whether he ripped it off or not and so they brought this up to disney and so what does disney and this is why disney are villains they're villains but you know obviously they're corporations that they got to be villainous when they heard this they said okay and they're suing them the families now they are suing them not the other way around right and they're doing this because what they do is they're they're making some argument i don't even know what their argument is but basically the idea is they're trying to control the narrative yeah and being like no this is wrong this contract was wrong blah blah blah. we're, we're, we're adjusting it because they know the families are gonna sue eventually so they might as well beat them to it yeah and this is all about royalties and <laughs> this is man i'm sorry bro hold on for one second this is at the root of bad business at the core right so desperation moves back in the late 90s early 2000s when marvel publications and dc publications were floundering because we weren't supporting them as fans and we were right. all buying comics thinking that they were going to be a appreciated at a high value when you know there's no way you're not going to have the one comic worth a million dollars if i bought 12 of them it's it's just not the way these things work out yo i i was cleaning my room the other day and i found a drawer and it was just filled with still in the bags x-force number ones oh man i had like 50 of them and i was like damn this is probably worth two ducks at best dude i i was convinced that that comic in particular the first x-force them leaving the xavier mansion and be from going from new mutants to x-force yeah. i also was convinced that that was at idea. the top it felt like the most legendary most important thing that ever happened we're like the fuck the moon landing x-force is happening <laughs> but this is a, this is the root of bad business making bad you know decisions and on everyone's part and unfortunately these legacy family members they're the ones who suffer in this because they didn't have a say in their uh their grandfather's or their uncle's decision or someone's decision to sell off the rights now we got to deal with something right in regards to the optics of this people i don't want you to feel like people are going to leave disney in droves this happens every 10 years or so with disney where people are just like oh walt disney is a nazi this is the end of the company still going still going Disney doesn't pay their employees. That claim right there comes up every five or six years or so. And they still are doing They're still <laughs> running those poor people's pockets. Yo, remember, I don't know if you know this, but like Snow White got fired for chewing gum. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, this girl got fired for chewing gum. She was chewing gum off duty. She was done with being, being uh, Snow White. She put gum in her mouth. Someone saw it. 
not a not a, not even like a person who like was going to the park. Like an executive saw it and he was like, "Fire that bitch!" When that came out, it was a scandal. She didn't get her job back. She didn't get her job back, and they still be doing that to people. So it doesn't surprise me that this is happening with the families. And I'm not going to make an excuse for Marvel, man. This is shit, right? This is another situation where a settlement, depending on someone where someone is economically, might be the most pertinent idea, the most prudent idea. Like, <laughs> so here's one thing. I think you were right both with the Scarger situation and the families of Steve Dipko and Stan Lee and everyone else who's in that thing. I think they are going to settle with all of them. However, right now they're flexing their, yeah, their yeah. lawyer muscle so that they pay less. But they are going to pay some amount. But I, I am, I would be, I couldn't even believe it if the courts are going to side with Steve G- G- Ditko, Stan Lee, or even Scarjo. And I'll tell you why. It's nothing to do with who's right or wrong. It has to. It really does have to do with more political power. And Disney has a ton of it. Like for instance, I don't know if you know this, Mickey Mouse is old enough to be in public domain. Yeah, I knew that. And and, and, so, yeah. and they used their lawyers to intimidate a bunch of people. And then the courts were like, yeah, you can hang on to your copyright of Mickey Mouse. Yeah. So they just have this power. They're, they've, you know, they got big dick energy over there. It's also <laughs> about uh, precedent, right? So there hasn't been, it's like eminent domain, right? There's no precedent where someone has beaten eminent domain in court, right? So there's nothing right. for people to lean on legally in these conversations. Because most times these things get settled out of court. And there's nothing there. In this instance, though, there has to be a, some accountability for Disney and some accountability for Marvel, right? These people don't deserve. This is the curmudgeon speaking, not speaking for Mantis. The families of these creators don't deserve to be punished for the bad business decisions of the people who ran Marvel publications at the time. Those right. were desperation moves. They fucking sucked. But also, if you f- if I flip my own logic on it, it's not Disney's fault that the people who created these comic books didn't have a better living will and understanding of these intellectual properties. And this is why right. I said it's bad fucking business all around, bro. It sucks, dude. So if Mantis and I were making fanboy modeling school right now, at some point, if this thing blows up, Mantis and I sit down, we have a conversation and we talk about legacy, right? Who do we want to leave the rights to fanboy modeling school to? Right, it's a fifty-fifty right. split. We have that conversation, so that way, some fucking jackass lawyer or whoever tries to buy the company out doesn't screw our families <laughs> out of their money. Right, right? do we have well, that? Yeah, and so uh, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you right now, I actually do have an heir. Good. Who, who is? Yeah, I, I have. I, have, <laughs> well, I use the. Be, yes, my nephew. Oh man, that's well, my nephew. Beautiful. My nephew Morgan. Basically, I'm going to leave everything to my nephew Morgan. Right. And if I don't, if I end up not having a family, I'm going to leave everything to him. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. I, I have three boys, so I, I'll just let them fight it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving. See, all it's going to be succession or Game of Thrones up in your house, <laughs> or your empire. Oh man, it's going to be empire. Dude, don't get me wrong. We need to talk about empire one day. Like we need yeah, to sit we down have an empire about. episode, dude. That. <laughs> started off amazingly just like scarlo's lawsuit and ended hard <laughs> <laughs> um but today is not the empire episode no it's so not. we are moving on to our what if so we've, we've we're coming off of um uh a crazy what if it's what if thor was an only child 
Um, and so in one of the leaks, leaks early on in the thing, people were listing episodes that were going to be part of it, and they referred to it as Party Boy Thor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is the Party Boy Thor episode finally happens, and I was prepared for it. I was prepared to hate it. It? Because when I saw Party Boy Thor, I'm like, that's going to suck. Dude, you know what? Because it's like you're so used to Thor in the comics. We're not really, really settled in Thor MCU, the switch, right? He's very different. He's very different in the MCU. Yeah, they made a switch. In Ragnarok, they leaned in heavily to the comedic aspect, but it fucking works, dude. I I love this episode. It was amazing, dude. balls. You know what the greatest part of this episode was? They stuck to canon. You know I'm a stickler for sticking to these things. They stuck to MCU canon, not Marvel canon. And you... (laughs) This is the spirit of what if, folks. If you didn't read the comic when you were a kid, you don't understand, and you're probably completely lost. But it's amazing how one thing, according to what if, can change so much stuff. Loki not being there to spur Thor on as this great MCU character, pushing him into maturity, leaves him stunted as a hero, and he never does. He doesn't even do the things that he did initially with Loki. Case in point. They don't go to the Ice King's uh, castle. They, right. They, you don't, he has none of his swashbuckling adventures with Loki. None. So that means yes. there was not one point, even in Norse mythology, he doesn't have any of those instances. Well, also, I want to point this out about an interesting, in my opinion, this is real. I don't know if this is back to anything, but if you notice... Only children. I think they're making a statement about only children. And very often, I'm not saying all only children, but very often, only children can be spoiled, right? Yes. 100%. But meanwhile, if you're if you're an older brother looking out for your younger brother, you tend to be more of like listen to your parents and tend to be more of a or like you follow orders. Oh, I'll go deeper. When we get into dynamics of a family, like the black sheep. The 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 succeeder. Oh, look it up on. I'm not going to go into it. <laughs> Thor having to look out for Loki, and then ultimately Loki doing what he's going to do, turning on Thor, and that dynamic that makes for such good material, and it's not present. But what we got in this episode was, you forget that Thor, on himself. He's a pretty interesting character, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and those dynamics they've created in the MCU are like with Frigga and uh, Odin are pretty cool. One thing that really stood out to me is that we finally got some fanfare. And this, I don't give a shit what you say, Mantis, or any of you sweaty nerds on the internet. Fanfare is what keeps this good machine moving. Uh, so we all people who hate the la- the, the laughter. Um, well, here's the thing. In, in What If, I'm definitely into it because... What if has been dark so far? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Everything's been gloomy as shit. Dude, the Doctor Strange made me cry. Dude, my baby son refers to that as the scary episode. Anytime we put on what if, he's like, are we watching the scary episode? (laughs) (laughs) No, but here's here's the the fanfare right here, right? So we've been left with a question, right? The strongest Avenger. The strongest Avenger. Still a question that needs to be answered. I don't think it was really answered in Thor Ragnarok. I don't think that... Thor could that easily do away with Hulk. And in fact, I took great issue in the comics when they needed to boost Thor up where he beat the Hulk almost without any effort in the comics. Oh, I, don't know if you're, I, don't, I don't know if you remember this arc. It would never happen. Do you remember the arc when <laughs> Thor stopped wearing 
like a shirt and a cape, and he just yes, right. That's that's the unworthy Thor. No, 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 no. Before unworthy Thor, I'm talking about right before onslaught. Thor. Are you? Oh, back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> he's for some reason he's just was he was running around without a shirtless shirt. ass. Oh yeah. So but, shirtless asshole Thor. So, but this was really great because we finally got to see Thor versus Captain Marvel. Right. So I don't know if you guys know this. Oh yes. I don't know if you if you're aware of this. I don't know if it's real or not. But there was some some footage leaked of Brie Larson interacting with the rest of the Avengers cast that led people to believe that maybe they weren't acting. She was, uh, you know, in the same room with Chris Evans, not Chris Evans, uh, Chris Hemsworth, and they're going back and forth on the strongest Avenger thing. So we finally get to see Captain Marvel, the MCU version of the Captain Marvel, which is a way buffed version of that character. Period. All right. (laughs) Like, there's no debate. There's no debate that the Captain Marvel that's in the MCU is stronger than anything we've ever seen before. Oh, yeah, you're saying compared to the comics? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. They have jacked turned the F up. Yo, the original Captain Marvel was is more powerful than Carol Danvers, and he isn't even as powerful as MCU Captain Marvel. Let me put it into perspective. The guy, what's the Asian guy's name that took over the mantle of the Hulk? Uh, um... um yeah, and, and, you know uh, what I'm sure. talking about. Amadeus Choi. Amadeus Choi. He's not even as strong as the Hulk, classic Hulk, as we know him. And Captain Marvel came up against him, and she backed down. Right. Period. There's no reason to make her as powerful as they do in MCU. They're just trying to make some... She's literally their Superman. Feminist. Yeah, but I'm saying they're trying to make some feminist thing. They're trying to... they, They thought, for some reason... They think that women will respond to power levels. I and they're like, well, guess what? She's the most powerful. And they're like, oh, this is awesome. Now I'll watch. Just make a good character. Just make a goddamn good character. And I think that's why so many people, so many female uh, fans resonate with uh, Scarlet Witch. It's not that she's powerful. It's, you know, the character, right? Yeah. They, 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 they. They enjoy something about that. But we finally get that fight between Captain Marvel and Thor, and it plays and, out exactly the way okay. you would think. But we got to treat this as if it's a real fight. Okay, so, so wait, hold on. Before we get into the one that, I got to say, so here's one thing that happened. Somebody asked, because of that fight between who's the strongest Avenger, someone asked Kevin Feige, who is the strongest Avenger? And then he says... Scarlet Witch. And he didn't even say that. He said, Captain Marvel... But Thor is more powerful with the hammer. Right. But then he landed. All right. So this is where this shit pisses me off. Because right before WandaVision came out, because we were all thinking the same thing. Okay. Captain Marvel held his hand open. She held him being Thanos. She definitely did hold his hand open. And then he shot her across the, the arena. Right. Right. Scarlet Witch would have most certainly killed him. But he didn't have the yes. gauntlet. So the question yeah. is really, who's the strongest between Scarlet, Thor, Hulk, Hulk or Captain, and Captain Marvel. Marvel? That's that's a question. Like those are the four big guns. Yeah. And so, like for instance, Vision is powerful because he's got all these crazy powers. That Scarlet Witch can control he, him. You know, yeah. But I'm saying ultimately, in terms of like power, like he doesn't hit. He doesn't have any, like, power attacks. I'm just saying he'd be a tricky opponent because he can phase through walls and shit, you know? Yeah, but pragmatically, we've already seen that Scarlet Witch can somehow control his ability to phase. So he's out. 
right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> He's out. The real eliminated. Question, eliminated. <laughs> the real question becomes which Hulk shows up to that fight? And so is it if obviously everyone knows that here's what I'm saying. And maybe not everyone, but comic book Hulk is clearly the most powerful superhero. 100%. Now, I would say in MCU canon, I'm sorry for you fanboys, you sweaty motherfuckers. If Hulk from The Incredible Hulk 2, official MCU canon shows up, he beats Thor, Captain Marvel, and Scarlet Witch to death. <laughs> if that right. Hulk shows up. And then eats them. <laughs> and then eats them. <laughs> but since we didn't get that Hulk, then, you know, it goes down to Carol Danvers, Scarlet Witch, and Thor. I think Thor gets Captain Marvel out of there pretty easily. But that's not what we saw in this episode. What we did get to see was some good fisticuffs, right? We- I freaking love the fight. The fight, and it went on for a while. And I it liked was great. That. It was it felt very Dragon Ball. Obviously, neither of them know martial arts. But it was Dragon Ball like in the epic level. Yeah. And so I'll tell you the moment I freaking, I almost, part of my French, creamed my pants. Um, was <laughs> you guys should see Kermudgeon's face right now? He is disgusted <laughs> with uh, the fat mantis. Um, when I, when she first comes down, she flies down to France, and they show France written on it like yeah, it's that's a map. Amazing! I love. And I was that. like, that was that. Was, I was like, oh, well, that's a weird thing to do. That's cute. And then when he freaking uppercuts her. They see her fly back into orbit, out of France, into Britain. <laughs> he fucking uppercuts her over the freaking English Channel. <laughs> that is so disrespectful and awesome. So before we get to the rest of that fight, uh, we got to talk about like some great things about this episode. The chemistry between Thor and fucking... Uh, oh, fuck. What is his love interest name? Uh, well, James Foster. It's still very much present. Darcy, oh yeah, yeah. Darcy, I kind of wanted, I wanted him to get with Captain Marvel. Marvel. I thought they were going to go in that direction, but I very much enjoy Jane Foster. And you know, again, we're not. I'm not going to make the same mistake I made last week with the scrapped episode. There are some people who don't like Jane Foster's story, but in retrospect, shout out to Comics Explained, and I will give him a positive plug. He has convinced me of why Jane Foster Thor was absolutely an amazing read and a good arc in the story. I'm into it. I've, I've been always been into it. Yeah, I wasn't. You and I had a debate about this, and I was just like, oh, no, what? Disney princess bullshit. And you're like, no, dude, just go read the books. Yeah. And now that I've read them, I realize that Jane Foster Thor was amazing. And I and that always shapes the way I see their, di- their dynamics. It's like Jane Foster is an interesting character. She really is someone rallying against powers. That she has no idea about the fact that she even went to Valhalla, or went to uh, what is where is Odin? Where do they live? Odin and Thor and all these people. Asgard. Asgard. It's absolutely amazing. But I love that little playful banter and the dating. Her waking up in the bed after confronting him when he first comes to Earth. That's amazing, dude. Now I don't know if they had coitus, and I was like, Mantis is probably not watching this. But it was heavily insinuated that they did have court. Oh, of course, of course. But uh, remember, what if it's aimed for family? So they're yeah, not yeah, gonna play. They're not gonna be yeah, playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they should have really woken up in a bed together. Yeah, that would have been great. Uh, uh, yeah, no. But let's get yeah, back to the was, important stuff: the fight, right? The so fight. So they the fight goes on for longer. He won that battle of not. He won people. it, and I, I love I love that move. After you've downed the person, put your freaking, freaking hammer on hammer it. on there, and no one, very few people can lift it. <laughs> And she's not worthy. 
Hey, hey, yo, by the way, I saw. By the way, do you know who Heavy Spoilers is? He's a yes. YouTuber. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know how it does autoplay on YouTube? It happened to go to his analysis of Endgame, so a movie that's like two or three years old. And I never noticed this, but in the fight when Captain America has Majolnir, um, Thanos keeps trying to block it or grab it, and is unable to control it. Right. And that's why Captain America is able to get hits on the Titan, because obviously the Titan's bigger and stronger than, uh, you know, Thanos is bigger and stronger than Captain America. He should easily be able to defend even if he has a weapon. But you see he tries to do it, and Captain America is still able to hit blows because he's unworthy. Yeah, yeah. Can't hold the hammer. That's so fascinating. That, that, That quirk of that weapon is amazing. No, that quirk is amazing. You know what's really great, though, about that? Their version of Thanos, even comparatively to, let's be honest, there is no villain that could exist like Marvel Comics, Thanos, and Doctor Doom. You're going to be hard-pressed to bring them. Because, you know, there's screenings. You can't bring that Thanos and Doctor Doom. Right? right. You, you can't bring these two characters to the fight. They're, they're, they're maniacs, right? Like, right. people aren't ready for them. I did enjoy the fact in that fight that Thanos figured out he couldn't grab it. And then he went to the next tactical move. And he cut his legs. Right, like, right, right. Which is reminiscent of the original Infinity Gauntlet, where it was like, even though Thanos was clearly going to win that fight, the first thing he did was he, he made stones hold Captain America. Right, yes. Yeah. He was like, just in case, you know? It's like, just it's, in uh, case. Yeah. It's something Dark Side would do to your Batman. Bets, as I think that's the word. Hedge your bets. Um, so, great thing about this episode, right, folks? No spoilers, whatever. Uh, Dynamic family dynamics, right? So we don't get much Odin in this episode, which I was happy with because obviously they couldn't, get, they, they, they couldn't get Anthony Hopkins back. We don't get much Idris Elba, even though we do get enough of uh, what is this character's name? Uh, Heimdall. 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 Yeah, Heimdall. It's so funny. They put him in it enough, but they make him, they don't let him speak. Yeah, it is, it, but so it works. People, yeah, it people works. are like, Heimdall, and you see he like makes an expression, and you're waiting for him to speak, but he doesn't. And most people don't notice it. I watched it like twice, so um, that's the only reason I, I ended up noticing. It. I was like, wait, he never speaks. Yeah, I noticed it the first play around because I'm amazing. Here's another thing, right? Loki. I knew we weren't going to get through this episode without a Loki interaction. Amazing. Absolutely Yo, Ice Giant Loki is pretty cool. Yo, my favorite line now in all of MCU. Is he come, says, "Come, Iceman, let us bounce." <laughs> you know what's really great about this—the way they're tying everything in together. The uh, the their version of the comic universe, uh, cosmic universe. I'm stressing this because our next segment will deal he- heavily with what we're going to talk about. The MCU is not the mainline universe. That's to say, if they were to do Secret Wars today, it is not six one six. I won't hear anything else about it. I'm sorry. So, yo, this is very similar to what happened with the Ultimate Comics. Do you remember with the Ultimate Comics? Yes. I know know where you're going. There are people who, for some reason, thought, because what it is, there was a time when Ultimate Comics were outselling the regular. And people said, oh, they're going to make, they're going to make the uh, Ultimate Comics the main MCU and the other one, the backstage MCU. But they didn't ever do anything like that. No. And they're not doing it now. Yeah, no. People are always paranoid. They're always jumping to conclusions, shit like that. If Kevin Feige was smart, he would make more. He is smart. What am I talking about? And whatever decision he makes is still going to make money, and it's loss and margins and all that stuff. But keeping the comic books as 616 would be the best way to shut the mouth of 
any Ultra fanboy, right? It's just like this is the main Marvel Universe. If the incursion started today, this would still be the main universe. You know what Marvel loses in this multiverse conversation? Wait, fuck that. We're not there yet. Last thing about this episode I want to say, dude. Frigga. She finally got her she finally got repped in this episode. Like yes. she, she finally got repped in this episode. What did you think about her? Oh, she was great. I mean, she was in so so such a small period of it. Um, but it was great to see her and do her thing, you know. I love the dynamic oh, spoilers. My mom is coming is the best. It reminds me it reminds <laughs> me of the party I had at my house when my mom was away and I was like, Oh shit, son <laughs> like, she's not gone as long as I thought she <laughs> She's coming back early. <laughs> Let me ask you this question about the episode, man. Uh anything you would have seen one you saw that you would have wanted didn't done differently? I would have, you know, here's the thing. So they had the Jane Foster thing in it, and, you know, they got Matt and Natalie Portman back. Natalie, That's actually Natalie Portman. That's and great. the reason why she was doing that, a lot of these people, you notice that um, actors who have a lot invested in the MCU do come back for to do their voice. Right. And so she's doing Thor 4, and yeah. she's going to be Lady Thor or whatever. Um, and so that's why she did it. However... I think they felt like let's make him get with Jane Foster because we have Natalie Portman willing to do it, and I think that's why they did it. But I would have preferred them have like some whatever actress play her, and her just be a small part. And and I like I said, I would have rather him gotten with Captain Marvel. And the thing is, is that I just think what what if you got to go there? And yeah. you know what it is? I don't think these what ifs have gone there the way the comic book ones have gone there. So if you've never read What If the Publications, out of, let's say they made a million copies, right? A million different stories. About 65% of those are relevant to the multiverse of Marvel, and they're actually really good. But Mears is right. Mantis is right. There are stories in What If where I was like, holy shit, they did not just do that. (laughs) Yes, they did not just do that, but they go there. They they absolutely go there. Um, So we got to talk about the crescendo, but this is a spoiler. So you've been warned. When we release this video, it's going to be at least how many days ago did it come out? Wednesday, oh, well, Thursday, Friday, Wednesday, Saturday, Monday, Tuesday. It's going to be quite some time, folks. So spoiler alert, ending of the episode, this has been the hugest knock against what if. The crescendo is the thing that people actually wanted to see in retrospect after seeing the crescendo comparatively to the episode. That was a lot of words to basically say after watching an entire episode, people will see the end of it and they'll do some reveal at the end that is better than what they've watched for the past 25 minutes. Yeah, yeah, no, that reveal was amazing. This reveal at the end of this episode was Ultron ripping through. Now, I want you to be clear about this, Mantis. Very clear. He was not coming from a portal somewhere else. He was coming from another reality and he ripped into their reality. And Ultron is with the Ultron bots with his cape on, which is King Ultron from the Ultron story. Yeah. And it opens to reveal vision. And he's got infinity stones all over. Yeah. So basically this is clearly. And so, uh, you know, I'm just going to say it. This is from a reality where Ultron was able to get put his mind into into the vision body and if he was able to do that he was able to defeat everyone the Avengers eventually apparently defeat Thanos and he's the he's the king he's the king motherfucker so here's the great thing folks uh, Mandis and I have discussed this many times offline 
I think he still holds this opinion. Ultron in the Age of Ultron, 100 100% knew Thanos existed. He alluded to it heavily that he yes. knew something horrible was coming. I was coming, yeah. <laughs> so this is yeah, great. Did. This is great. Uh, it, you know, it's it's absolutely great. It's absolutely great. And so I I love the idea that this is we're gonna see what happens with him in Vision's body. But um, we're not we're not gonna see that. That's the problem. That's why people are. So upset. you don't think that that's going to be revealed? I don't think they're going to do another episode with that Vision Ultron. No, they are. You think so? Yeah, I think so. Here's what I'm saying. I believe. Here, here are my predictions of the next two episodes. The last two episodes, right? Right. Last two episodes. We're gonna get Gamora. Next, next episode okay. is the Gamora. Taking over Thanos' job thing. The yeah. the people call it Th- uh, Thamora or whatever, but it's really Gamora. Her dad dies early, and she's like, "I'm gonna take up your crusade." And so she's a bit badass, even more badass Gamora. Right? Hold on for a second. And YouTuber X will finally be able to shut up about Gamora not being the most deadly woman in the universe. Yes, yes, absolutely. And but however, I believe that the last one they're gonna do because here's what it is. Um, they don't normally do this in what ifs. However, because it's MCU, what if I, I, I totally see them doing this. It's going to be a crossover of them versus infinite ultra. So you do think we're going to get the multiversal Avengers I, I, for one episode? Yeah. What do you think? So that would be great. I'm not against it. Let me not say that. Right. I want to be very clear for my mom and my sister who are going to inevitably listen to this episode. I would love to see the multiversal Avengers. I want to normalize that comparatively against the comic books version of <laughs> the multiversal Avengers, right? This right. was a huge lead up in Hickman's story, and I was very much looking forward to it. And it just turned out that I went through all of that to watch Thor get his arm ripped off and Hyperion get blinded. And it was, yeah, <laughs> it was just kind of like, I was like, why did I read all of this shit? <laughs> Right. <laughs> I would love to see that. I would love to see, uh, you know, Captain Carter, Captain America. I would love to see Party Boy, Thor. I would love to see Doctor Strange, Cape, Spider Man versus, you know, the ultimate evil of Ultron. But is that necessarily what we've gotten from the MCU? See, we're thinking too like too complicated. And Kevin Feige's like, keep it simple, stupid. Right, but that that's the thing. They need a finale, like. It's it's so it's so them because you know it's a cartoon so they don't have to worry about like budget of actors or, or whatever and they can do it but it is so them that like I I could totally see them doing it I think I think they're gonna do it so here's the great thing so that leads us into our last segment where is this all going right right and so that's one thing that I probably agree with you on is that a lot of people a lot a lot of YouTubers a lot of people in the business. You know, just speculators, right? Um, the people who don't really don't really have inside information, they think that these characters are going to appear in the multiverse of madness, and we're going to see right. them in real action. And I do not believe at all we not will see bit. any. Not one bit. I don't think that we're going to see them in Spider Man. Even though I wouldn't be mad if we did, I don't think we're going to see them in Doctor Strange, uh, right. Multiverse of Madness. I think that story is going to be more of the conversation between Peter and Doctor Strange, and ultimately how we're going to get you know, Spider-Man out of the MCU. This thing here though, right? Could be of benefit Mantis. You tell me if I'm wrong or what you think. If they are ambitious enough to say, Hey, we're going to do secret wars. 
which is no small endeavor. If you've not read the modern version of Secret Wars, it's quite literally the multiverse folding in on itself, and they have not laid the groundwork up until this point. I just don't think it's going to be an impact in this mini arc that they're doing of Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. In fact, I think we have enough going on in that story with WandaVision. Right. That's going to be amazing. And again, I'm going to eat some crow here, Mantis. I thought that they weren't going to be able to bring anything compelling after Infinity uh, Infinity Wars and Endgame. I was like, mini arc? You think well, you're going to be able to do what you did in 10 years and fucking three years? Well, they still haven't pulled it off yet. And so right. I do have my doubts. And like I said, Black Widow wasn't great. I think Shang-Chi uh, was like, okay. It was like Everyone was disagrees with you on that one. Yeah. I mean, I want. I really want you to see it. <laughs> so, because honestly, honestly, I think you're going to agree more with me than them. I Yeah, I, I, I know that I am. I know them, but it doesn't matter know. what two weirdos in a studio believe about something. It's what, you know, all those other people believe. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is, um, no, but actually, here's what I'm saying. Here's what to create saying. the end, the, another end game. Yeah. Let's say that's what they're after. They need everyone on board, including scum like you and me. Good point. Um, here's what I'm saying, right? A smart creative and business person would probably say we're never going to be able to re-emulate that. No, here's a side note. I I have a coworker who will not tell me his opinion of Endgame. I know that he hates Infinity War, but he's like, I won't. He's like, I don't speak about that movie. I'm like, well, why the fuck not? Do you not like it? And he's like, I can't comment on that. I'm like, I'm like, dude, what's the deal here, man? He must hate it. He has to hate it. That's the only reason he would keep it a secret. Yeah, he either loves it so much or he hates it so much. My point in regards to what they're doing now, well, not my point. Let me lay out the evidence. In retrospect, I really enjoyed WandaVision. In retrospect, I really enjoyed the Doctor Strange episode in What If. In retrospect, I actually really enjoyed all the episodes of What If. I enjoyed Homecoming all these things and now i realize that they are going to stick with these mini arcs because they can't do that again no one's going to give up another 10 fucking years of their life for this shit are you are you willing to give up another 10 years that first thing that happened i am no you're not the first thing no, no, if if they get back on quality what if they get back on quality you didn't like wandavision no no, no i'm saying the shows are great i'm talking about the movies Son, you know the formula. These are B characters, right? Shang-Chi, Black Widow. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Why am I watching Bane? Yeah, that's why you're like, oh, Eternals, Eternals. I don't want to watch these idiots in spandex freaking. I already bought boots. I already bought our tickets. You just gotta pay for the gas. Oh man. <laughs> I really you know, I'm, I'm just saying, why is Shang-Chi and Eternals the, the people I'm repping? I want to see real heavy hitters, man. Son, can we talk about Blade for a second? Of course. We can always talk about Blade on this podcast. <laughs> what, what, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, what? I, they got a director, they got a writer, so they, but they're not in production yet, right? No, yo, that, that is scheduled for 2024. Holy shit. Oh, my, but so is Fan 4. And I'm like, oh. 
we might not even make it to there. What's gonna happen? Are we gonna die? <laughs> I don't know. The world, it's everything's looking pretty bleak. Right now. All right, there could be a nuke tomorrow. Um, the robots live underground come. by Memorial Day. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. At any rate, getting back to Marvel. So, here's my thing, right? Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. We know that that's our Litman's test. We're going to know where this whole thing goes. So now it's time for the curmudgeons segment of the show. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Go fuck yourself with Venom 2. Let there be carnage. Oh, yes, yes, I agree. So go fuck all yourselves, all you people that told me I should have been appreciative of Sony giving us competition and compelling stories. Because one, they didn't give us con- compelling stories. Fuck you. Ven- the first Venom movie sucks, dude. Go fuck yourself. Now, I could tell you, if you said to me that I should be appreciative of Invincible, then I would say, yes, that was an amazing story. And I'm so happy I stuck around. If you were to say I should be appreciative of the boys. Yes. Two amazing seasons. They had mm-hmm. some duds. You know, there was some duds in there. You know. But, oh, okay, even better. I like the Snyder Cut. Sorry. But I've not... I love, I love it. I've not seen anything that doesn't lead me to believe that I should just watch Marvel movies. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. You're, you're admitting to being a Marvel fanboy. No, a fanboy is someone that won't admit that there are other good things. I just literally said that like basically what you're saying it's like yeah this other stuff was all right but Marvel no no I loved I loved the Snyder cut but the fact of the matter is we're not gonna get any more of it right Warner Brothers has made their decision they're like yo we're making Twilight with Batman that's where we're going um are you gonna blame this on Jesse Smollett? Just no, that's a, who's this? What's his sister's name? She's another Jay Smollett. What's the? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got you. I know who you're talking about. Well, the, the, she's getting a a Black Canary movie that's also in the DCEU. So I don't even know. Like what, what's going? What, what the hell is going on? Like we're not getting more Snyder stuff, but I'm saying they're going to keep making movies in a universe. <laughs> I don't understand. You know, I'm sorry if I'm changing the topic, but what the hell are you doing, Warner Brothers? What are you doing, DC? None of it makes any goddamn sense. Do you know what's so great about that? I'm convinced that they're sniffing methamphetamine when they're yeah. having Oh, my <laughs> God. It's like dying and going to heaven and finding out God smokes crack. <laughs> what the hell? You None of you know what you're doing. You, it's like they're playing mind games with us. They're just switching it up, and I'm like, is there actually someone in charge there, or are you just fucking... You have a bunch of psych board people freaking, you know, smashing buttons on a keyboard. Oh, man. Dude, uh, last thoughts about what if in uh, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. According to Mantis, what do you think? Is, what's going to happen? I do think we're going to get the alternate uh, universe uh, Avengers, but it's not going to be those bozos. Okay. It's it's going to be like, I think Tom, Tom Cruise and those guys are going to come in. Um, do you think that Tom Holland will be donning the cape in the multiverse Avengers? I don't. I really. I, I, oh, oh wait, in the what if? Yes, he did. I, I, he did that already. I'm saying like in. Oh, you're saying at the crescendo of the show? Yeah, I think that that's. I think that's the zombie verse guy they're gonna get. Okay. Okay. Um. Um. But you're saying in live action? Yeah. I, I don't want to see that. 
I, I'm already puking in my mouth thinking about it. Me and Mantis, Mantis and I <laughs> have already agreed. Oh, look at you being proper. <laughs> that Tom Holland is going to die in this movie. And in fact, maybe next week we'll do a deep dive into our so, official predictions wait. on. So here's my prediction, though. I think t- I actually don't hear. Oh, my God. Actually, I'll tell you this. Don't no, save He's- it for next week. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but they're good. I warn you, they're real good. This has been another episode of the Fanboy Modeling School brought to you by the Fat Mantis, a.k.a. Rogue Planet. You can catch him on Spoon every week, Thursday night, Rogue Planet, Eastern, 8 p.m. And then you can catch me at the Hold Up TV Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. for the Request Box Live every Tuesday for conversations that matter. But together, we are the Fanboy Modeling School. Yo, ciao for motherfucking now.